hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of West Franklin Talks. My name's Dave Cruz, as usual, the guy across the table from me. Well, that's our campus and teaching pastor, Matt Pearson. Good morning, Dave. Morning, Matty P. It is a beautiful day outside. It is. A little chilly right this minute. Yeah, you know, it's the joy of Middle Tennessee. It is unpredictable. Yeah. So, good By the time this airs on Thursday, it's supposed to be warmer. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Or feel it. Feel it. Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So, whatever. So I saw this morning on the news. This is Tuesday as we record this, mm-hmm. but I saw this morning on the news that in Syracuse, they're supposed to get like seven or eight inches of snow. Yeah. My sister's in Wisconsin oh. still getting snow. Oh. Gag. So she's over it. But yeah. anyway, it is uh, the week after Easter. There are so many sarcastic things I could say about that that I'm not going to. Yeah. Do you know, it's actually in the Christian calendar, it's called Eastertide. Mm. Right now. And really? Easter is supposed to last until pen- the day of Pentecost. I didn't think the next big thing on the Baptist uh, liturgical calendar was... Uh, I until thought the next- 4th of July. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say the start of SEC football. <laughs> I thought that was the next big that's thing right. on the that's liturgical right. calendar well, for that's us. that's right. I'd never heard of Easter Tide until I yeah. read it somewhere. I forget yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we don't we don't really follow the mm. liturgical calendar. We do Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and uh, SEC football. Uh, bingo. Yeah. That seems to be about what we're about. Yeah. Sometimes so, I forget Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, we'll, we'll What's going on. on in the life of the church, oh, Dave? Oh, there's a lot, Matt. We got going on this Sunday. We have Discover. So it is our membership class, but it's more than membership. It's more, hey, come discover who we are. Discover a little bit about who you are. And so if you're interested in membership, or maybe you're just going, I, I'm new here, would like a little more information... Come join us for it. It's going to be at 9 a.m. Sunday morning, this Sunday and next Sunday. So the last Sunday of April, the first Sunday of May. Going to be in the newly opened Fellowship Hall. It's going to be open this week? It provided I get all the tables and chairs set up. Hey. Yes. I moved half the walls yesterday. Hopefully hey. the other half today. We'll go from there. Um, so yeah, so Discover. Jocelyn and I are going to be leading it. It's going to be, um, the first one is, hey, let's talk about who West Franklin is, who Brentwood is, what we believe. The second week is, who, who are you? Mm. And we get to discover more about who you are. And so if you have questions about that, you can reach out to Josh J. Lynn at westfranklinchurch.com. He would be happy to talk with you about that. Uh, we ask that you register. So go to westfranklinchurch.com, and there should uh, backslash discover should be registration for that. It helps us to know how many books to set out and yeah. all that fun stuff. Also, yeah. what, how many chairs i need to set out for right. that room so that's this week um the end of this month we have something kind of new to us to us yeah but not new it's a shh it's a secret <clears throat> the you secret you right the now blowing blowing leaves right outside your I was, office i wasn't sure if it was a leaf blower or a weed eater but either way my yeah. goodness that thing must yeah. be loud yeah if you can hear it through they, they like to they like to blow leaves right up next to my office door yeah we might need to like start recording on a different day because they're always here yeah. We're recording. And I'm glad they're here. Yes. Yeah. Between that and the air conditioning unit, we got to figure this out. So <laughs> maybe one day we'll, we'll sound like we're professionals. Secret Church. April the 29th. Yep. Starts at 6 p.m., goes till midnight. Bum, bum, bum. So your pastor will not be there. No, I was about to say about 8.30, you'll be, you'll be done. Yeah. Um, and so what is Secret Church? It is, well, it is a video cast of David Platt, who is kind of a well-known pastor in the Southern Baptist circles. He has been doing this for years now. Long time. He's brilliant. He is. He is brilliant. He is very astute in terms of what Scripture means to reality, mm-hmm. the modern world today. 
but I'm going to be honest, it is drinking out of a fire hydrant. It is six hours of him Intense. just running yeah. through theology. Yeah. Um, he always starts out at a good pace, and about three hours in, he's like, all right, well, I'm like a third of the way through, and we got a lot, of we got a lot to go. So, yep. so uh, the, the topic this time is called Who Am I? It is a lot about identity, but we're going to look at like sexual identity and how God has created people and... Just who am I? What does that mean as I relate to other people? Going to be really, really good. Yeah. We need to know you're coming. Yeah. We've already had several folks sign up. Like From other campuses. Other campuses. Yeah. This is this is an all Brentwood thing, mm-hmm. and so we're hosting it. Six to nine, go to westfranklinchurch.com, head to the calendar, and you can find Discover. I think right now it's the second thing on there. Yeah. And so we would love for you to come be a part of it. Just realize it's... It's intense and if, it's long. If you are really wanting to know, if you're really wanting to take a deep, long dive into what the Bible says about identity, sexuality, gender, I encourage you to come. Yes. But know that it is it is a lot of stuff and it goes until midnight. But you will walk away very, very informed. Let me say this. I know in the past they've put previous secret churches out for you to go back in oh, okay. and participate okay. in and watch. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, I don't know if I can do this, maybe it's going to be too much information and I'm so uh, organized if I get upset if I miss a blank or anything. Mm-hmm. Let me just encourage you, go find one on, on the internet, watch it. You'll get a good sense of what this is going mm-hmm. to be like. Usually I start out taking notes and about an hour in, I'm just like, I'm just going to listen. Yeah. And hope it's it's called secret church, by the way, because of the the way that underground church in other countries deals with things. They they meet for hours and hours and hours and hours and studying the Bible, and so that's when it, that's how it started. So that's why they do it do it this way. So really cool. Hope you come join us, but please register so we know you're coming. Yep. All right, more questions on that. You asked Josh Lynn also. Yep. He's he's heading that, that one up. up. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, this is not Josh Lynn driven. It's Lindsey Gordon-driven. It's VBS. Vacation Bible School. June 13 through the 17, we are neck deep in all of the planning and all of the recruiting of leaders. And if you are thinking, I'm just going to wait till the last minute and tell them I'm coming to volunteer, it's the last minute. I need (laughs) you to tell us. Because Lindsay, we're less than two months out. Yeah, we're less than two months out. And Lindsey is at that point of, I need to get resources and I need to put people with, you know, where am I signing folks and getting an idea of who is left to go recruit. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you're coming, if you know you're willing to serve, let us know. Go to the website, uh, westfranklinchurch.com, backsplash, back, backsplash, backsplash, yeah. backs, back, I can't even say it now. <laughs> Just go to the calendar BBS. and look for BBS. <laughs> You'll find the registration. We're also registering kids right now. Yep. So if you have a child who is VBS age and the website will tell you what those are, you can go ahead and register them. And, you know, we would love to know the child or your neighbor's child or some random kid. You don't pick them up off the street. That'd be weird. Yeah. Um, but, you you know, could go to jail for you that. You could go to jail. But, you know, if, they, if their parents or guardians know they're coming, we'd love for them to come too. So we would love for you to come be a part of VBS. All right, Matt. Yeah. Easter. Easter. It happened. It did. 606 people in the worship center. Yeah. yeah. Another 30 in the back. Almost 700 people on our campus. It, uh, of course, every Easter is this way, but just had a really good energy. Yeah. Real good vibe. Um, I can't I can't verify this for certain, but uh, I think the second service, the 9 o'clock service, had 276 people in there. Yeah, I can verify and, that. I counted and, them. Well, what I was going to say is I can't verify, but I think that might be the most people we've had in that room at one time. 
in my time here, there may be one moment that I can recall where there was a few more. Okay. I think we had one Sunday where we got over 300. In the sanctuary? Mm-hmm. I think it was an Easter service. With the pews? Yeah. Wow. It was tight. That would have been tight. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I could I, be I wrong. Was, that's okay. That's okay. I hope you're wrong. I mean, I'd like to I'd like to slam a lot more people in there. Yeah. Well, we can. Uh, yeah, we can. Well, it was, uh, it was a great Sunday. It was good to see. Uh, there were some people I had not seen since before COVID. Uh, I guess they kind of marked it on their calendar to say, we're not, we're, we'll come back Easter 2022, God willing. And some of them did. And it was so good to see some of those faces. Good to see you. Those that come every week. Great to meet some of your family members or see your family members again. Uh, many of you know Dan Marshall, who went to be with the Lord several years ago, but his son Joey and his family was here this weekend. And I tell you, it just blessed me. to He sat right behind me in the 9 a.m. service, and I could just hear him sing. And I, I, don't, I don't know what people on the other side of heaven can know and understand and think, but I just thought, man, I bet Dan Marshall is so proud of the legacy of his boy and, and the way he's raising his raising his family. So some of you won't know any, anything I'm talking about, but others of you will. It's I have just, no uh, clue what you're talking about. Special. So that's okay. I'm, that's why I'm looking at you weird. Very, very special, special morning in a lot of ways. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. So you preached. Last sermon in John. My goodness. Series. Yeah. I mean, only four and a half months of it. Yeah. Three and a half and months. And we of skipped it. a lot. We did. We did. We need to go find the guys that were responsible for this and be like, yeah. you skipped a lot. Yeah. Well, I was in the meetings, but I, I didn't put together the series. I know. But I did sign off on it. We all do. Okay. Well, we'll blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you skipped a lot. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, let's not skip a lot here. What is yeah. the one thing that you wanted the listener to really walk away with this past Sunday? Besides, <laughs> man, my outfit looks really good. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of hope it did. I'm um, not talking about your outfit. Oh, oh, I'm oh, talking oh, about like oh. them going, oh. they walk away feeling good about what they're wearing. I'm sure you got great comments about what you wore too. I don't know. Some little blue jacket with some some pink or something, purple shirt, plaid, if I remember right. <laughs> so observant. You know, it's Easter. It's it the one is. day where everyone dresses up for the man that doesn't care what, you about, what you're wearing. Yes, so, and, and looks like an Easter egg. Everybody yes, does. I didn't. Um, no. No, I'm not an Easter egg. Um, it, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Some people look more like an Easter egg than others yeah, every day of the that's year. That's true. They're kind of shaped that way. Yeah, yes. kind of shaped like so. a potato. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, what'd you hope the listener got out of Sunday morning service? Besides, man, Matt doesn't look like an Easter egg. <laughs> okay, so John twenty, Jesus in the conversation with Mary Magdalene, he's just come out of the tomb. What's the one thing I wanted people to to walk away with? Well, uh, that's really hard to answer in one sentence. Uh, well, that's why you're the boss, so you can say the hard things <laughs> succinctly. I, I wanted people to, to be in the story with Mary and understanding that though we weren't there that first Easter, we still wake up on Easter Sunday grieving in some way. Yeah. And we're all guilty. All church people, I fear, are guilty. If you're like me, you're guilty of waking up on Sunday mornings even Easter Sunday morning, not expecting to meet with the resurrected Jesus. Yeah. And so the question that Mary, that Jesus asked Mary was, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to pose the question, okay, what, what, what are you grieving? And, and how does Jesus speak to a grieving heart on Easter Sunday? Mm-hmm. And I gave three actions, I guess, that Jesus took. He called her by name. Mm-hmm. So I wanted our people to know that Jesus still calls us by name. He's alive. He gave her hope. And the fact that don't cling to me, I've got work left to be done. I'm going to go away, but I'm coming back for you. 
We always have that hope. And he connected her with other people. Go to the brothers and tell them what's going on mm-hmm. and, um, and, and made sure she knew she was part of the family. I'm going to my father and your father. And so I, I hope it gave those in the, all of us in the pews a reminder that Jesus is alive and he does call our name. And the fact that he's not with us physically now lets us know that there's still more to come. There's still good things to come. He is going to fix all this broken world. There's a reason our hearts long and ache every time we watch the news or we get frustrated. Why? How long, O oh Lord? That is, that is built in to, to long for his return, and he is going to. And then it, we, we need to be reminded that every week we get to do this and look at each other and say, hey, we're brothers and sisters. We're not alone. We're in this together. So that's that's more than a statement, but that's kind of the. I mean, that was a mini sermon. Yeah, kind of, go. kind of the end goal of, of, of where I wanted to where I wanted to go. Okay, so is there anything you didn't communicate that you wish you'd had more time to say? Yeah, uh, I mean, the fact that Jesus was considered the gardener. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think John intentionally uses that word. He could have left it out, but Adam was the original gardener in the Garden of Eden, and he blew it. He messed up. Jesus is the one that reversed that and fulfilled where he messed up for us. So he's the new Adam, if you will, to use Paul's language. So I would have spent more time talking about that if I had time. The, 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 the connections between Adam and Eve's reactions to God in the garden and Mary's reactions to Jesus in the cemetery, which mm-hmm. has also been called a garden, uh, was, was unique. There's the things that Adam and Eve blew it. Mary could, Mary could, Approached Jesus and cling him because cling to him because her shame had been gone, guilt because of what happened on the cross, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So, yeah, I mean, it's just as you know, the, the scripture is just so so rich with meaning and so many references back to the Old Testament that at first gleaning you don't really see, but the more you think about it and process, it's there, and you're like, oh my goodness, yeah. What would you say to that person who just heard everything in the sermon about hope and? connection and you know knows your name the relationship there but they're still sitting mm. in the midst of the junk mm. and going yeah that that's great to say but how do you live it yeah. or how do how does that apply when i don't see god mm. uh actively working mm. you know well it's it, it, it's hard to answer because mm-hmm. it's reality yeah um and more often then when I feel the presence of the Lord, I don't sure. feel his presence. I would, I would say to this person that uh, this, this sounds so crass or cliche or shallow, but I would, I would want to say something to the effect of, one, it's normal. That doesn't help, but it's normal in the sense of you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I would encourage this person to maybe live in the Psalms. The Psalms over and over responding to god with where are you what are you doing but go it always ends i say all of them the ones that i can recall end with but i have to hope Mm -hmm. i don't get it i don't like it it sucks it stinks it's horrible but i know that something is going on god and that you are still you're still god and so you know right after jesus ascended especially the early church they were getting destroyed, mm-hmm. killed. And I'm sure, I mean, we see some of it in the epistles where Paul and John writes to the churches, stand firm. We don't know we don't know when the end is going to come, but we know it's coming. Right. And that's what hope is. So again, easy to say, right. Dave. Easy for me to say. 
uh, when you're living in it. It just does not feel that that's right. It's got to be where we anchor. Say, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. I, I believe somewhere out there you're going to show me or or make this right. Right. So, okay. Cool. I wish I had a cleaner answer. No, I don't know that there's a clean answer. Yeah. If there was, then we wouldn't be sitting in junk sometimes. Yeah. We'd be dealing with clean answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you want to talk about on, out of the sermon? Um, again, I want to reiterate one more th- one more time that the first person Jesus revealed himself to was a former demon-possessed female. Mm. The very first person. Yeah. Our methods and Jesus's way tend to conflict. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think if we all chewed on that for a little while, it would do us a lot of good. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm going to throw you softball. You just said go sit in the Psalms uh, to mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you would recommend to them that might help them process what the Psalms are praying? Yes. There is a remarkable book called Answering God. It's by one of my favorite authors. I reference him all the time, Eugene Peterson, where he uh, talks about the the purpose of the Psalms and the point of the Psalms. It's yeah. called Answering God, Eugene Peterson. It, there's a subtitle about the Psalms. I can't I can't recall it off the top of my head. Sure. Um, but I would I would strongly encourage you to do that or get the message trend if you're if you're like some of the psalms just don't make sense to me get the message translation it is a it is his paraphrase Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of the psalms it may help you understand or put some words to to, to what they're going on it it gives you freedom to be honest with God about your frustrations yeah yeah all right you said earlier we wrapped up John mm-hmm. what's next where are we going going to first John. And um, off, I, good grief! I can't remember off the top of my head the name of the series, but it's we're going to take five weeks, look at a chapter, chapter a week. We're starting in chapter five and working our way backwards. I still need to give David Hanna a call and have him remind me why he did it that way. Because I'm sure there's a there's a purpose. We didn't meet yesterday as a preaching team, right. and uh, we're going to start in chapter five, work our way back. But it's answering key questions like how do I know that I'm truly saved Mm -hmm. I think that's the first one I think that's this week because we're going to look at some verses in chapter 5 questions like that assurance of salvation how do you know you're really loved that kind of thing we're going to we're going to swim around in 1st John for 4 or 5 weeks 5 weeks yeah because there's 5 chapters yeah yes Yeah. and then we're going where 2nd John yeah and then 3rd John wow and Revelation I sense a theme yes I just thought you know we're, we're, we're spending the first half of the year in John uh, people have asked me to preach through Revelation before. I thought, well, you know, John wrote Revelation. By the way, I did. I have read a couple of commentators that don't believe the Apostle John wrote the Revelation. Yeah, yeah, they're out there. They're out there, which is interesting. It is. It is. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's where we're going. We're, we're going to be in John's writings until August. Let's. I'm going to ask this. Do you? How are you going to approach the Revelation study? <laughs> Because let's be honest, it's one of those books that either you have a passing interest in. Hey, I know it's there. I know it's kind of this this vision of what is to come, or you have an overwhelming fascination. I've yet to meet someone who's somewhere in between, mm-hmm. and it's if you have the overwhelming fascination, you really are looking at. Mm-hmm. The symbolism mm-hmm. and the imagery, and you're mm-hmm. trying to extrapolate. This represents this, which leads to this. How how are you? I mean, because it's twenty six chapters or something like that. Twenty two. Twenty two yeah. chapters. 
so it's twenty something chapters. <laughs> Matt's making the face like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe we're both wrong. Twenty two. My mind went to twenty one. Let me look it up while you're. Anyway, while you're it's twenty something chapters. We know it's more than twenty. Yeah. We're, we're, this isn't like a, a twenty. It's not like a twenty two week series or a whole year series. It, it, it maybe should be, but no, it's going to be so, like a seven or eight week at most. And so this is really more of an overview. Am I safe in saying mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So should we start cautioning folks? Hey. If you're one of those in-depth studiers of Revelation, yeah. If you're if you're going to want me to pick up every rock and give explanation to every symbol and relate it to what it means for the North America today, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. Um, one, I don't think that's the purpose of the Book of Revelation. Do you know, by the way, that John Calvin wrote a commentary on every book of the Bible except Revelation? I did not. I didn't either until like last week when I'm. Just started, began to prepare for this series. Is that because he didn't want to touch it or because he died before he could get to it? Or I want to say, if I remember correctly, he really struggled with its purpose in the canon. Gotcha. Okay. No, don't quote me on that. No. It's just off, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I do believe it's part of the canon, obviously, and um, I'm going to be, be preaching through it. But I'm going to approach it in this way. Let me just give two handles right now. One is I believe it was a letter written to specific churches in Asia. God gave John a vision to write letters to the churches, and we have to make sure we understand their situation. Yeah. Two, and this is similar, the meaning of the book of Revelation cannot mean today what it did not mean then. Mm. Meaning, if I can't, I can't, if I read something about a bald eagle in Revelation, I can't say, well, that's obviously talking about North America. Right, right. Because, more, you know, it's our nation's bird or whatever. Uh, if it if if it would not have made sense to the early Christians in Asia, then I cannot I cannot say here's what it means today. Right. It it must make sense to them as well. Mm. And so I'm going to do my absolute best to give a seven eight week overview of the Book of Revelation within the context of understanding this is what the readers who have would have read John's letter would have understood and how they would have interpreted it. Now, I do believe there's application for us today. Sure, definitely. But I am not I'm not going to give charts. I'm not going to uh, try to predict when Jesus is going to come back. I mean, the rapture's not in the book of Revelation. Right. And uh, which shocking to some, but it's not. Nope, it's not. It's in the Bible, but mm-hmm. not in the book of Revelation. Yeah. Which you know, so maybe a little word of encouragement. If you have not read the book of Revelation, you might want to go ahead and start now. Yeah, I would encourage you to. Especially if you want to get as much as you can mm-hmm. out of the sermon series. Cause yeah, I'm glad you asked that. That's It's it's important. Well, you and I have been talking about, mm-hmm. hey, where are we going? What are we doing? And I know there's we, we want folks to walk away satisfied mm-hmm. by the Word of God, mm-hmm. not frustrated that we're not approaching it the way that they want mm-hmm. us to. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and... If you're looking for John Hagee Revelation, uh, you're going to be disappointed. Just go ahead and read his books. <laughs> so it's all good. All right. Well, yeah, good stuff, Dave. Most of it, yes. Yeah. So, all right. Most of this good stuff is done. The bad stuff, well, it'll be back next week, I'm sure, because we have just horrible sense of humor sometimes. So <laughs> we will be back next week with another episode of West Franklin Talks. We want to say thanks for making us a small part of your week. We'll see you soon. Be good. Be safe. May the Lord bless you and keep you.